2: Is something that happens in life, it happens in sports, and I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively.
0: This is where sports talk gets real.
2: That word, playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids.
4: And now, here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everyone, from our
2: flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're on the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been on the radio now for 27 years, last 17 at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and I look forward to doing this show with you every week as we talk about sports psychology. I've been a sports psychologist since 1981 in Kansas City, work with athletes at all levels of competition, from youth sports all the way up to the Olympic and professional level. I've had the privilege to work with the Olympic team, many, many professional athletes. And teams around the country and I look forward every week to doing this show with you because we talk about mindsets. We get into discussions about the mental side of sports. You know, I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will be the one who'll come out on top. Throughout my career working with athletes around the country, I've found this. Doesn't matter how good you are, doesn't matter how talented you are, doesn't matter how many years you've played doesn't matter if you're a male or a female, if you're a kid or an adult. You're going to have games where you're going to do well. And you're going to have competitions where you're not going to. You're going to succeed. You're going to fail. And today's show is going to be a discussion about that. We're going to talk about how do you coach failure. I don't care what sport you play. I don't care if it's an individual sport, if it's a team sport. If you're an eight-year-old soccer player. If you're a 60-year-old golfer, you will fail. You will lose. You will not do well. And consequently, you have to learn how to handle that. So what does losing mean? What does failure mean? We're going to get into that in the discussion with that. We're going to open up our phone lines here and get some calls in and talk about this because I want to talk about how you coach people to handle failure doesn't matter what sport you play, as I said. You're going to lose. You're going to fail. So let's talk about what those words mean. Winning and losing, success and failure. I mean, winning, to me, is about doing your best. Did you, if, you're, if you can walk off the field, the court, the competitive area, arena that you're in, and you accomplish your goals that day, you won. Now, obviously, in sports, especially at the professional level, And collegiate level, we measure so much by winning in terms of whether you came in first place. But I always like to say you can have 10,000 people go out and run a 5K road race. And if all 10,000 people set best times, they're all winners. Now, a lot of people challenge me on that. Oh, come on, Doc. That's ridiculous. You win, you come in first place. If you don't come in first place, you're a loser. The clients I see in my office, I always ask them their definitions of winning, losing, and self-confidence. And winning typically comes out, well, you came in first place. You beat everybody. And losing is, you didn't win. You didn't come in first. So to me, winning is about accomplishing your goals. I believe you can come in last place, but have won if you have done your best. So what does losing mean? Failure, screwing up, not accomplishing our goals. I think a lot of it has to do with giving up or quitting, not going for it. You know, I think one of the greatest lessons we can learn is how to handle losing from a sportsmanship perspective, from a competitive perspective, from a competition perspective. In a competition, you know, when you've got two teams playing or two individuals competing against each other, one is going to succeed, one's going to fail in terms of the end of the game. But can you come out on the lower end of the score but still succeed? Yes, I think you can if you learn something from it. How did I grow? How did I get better? So I want to open open up our phone lines. Let's get some calls in here. I want to hear from you about how you coach Athletes regarding losing. How do you teach them about losing? Our number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. If you are a coach, how do you teach the athletes you work with how to lose? How to deal with losing? In the book I co-authored with Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery, an Olympic swim coach, Hall of Fame swim coach Pete Malone our third chapter is called embracing failure can lead to fun because one of the things I think we don't do enough of with young kids is teach them how to lose you know always talk about winning the competition or coming in first or succeeding to me it's really about what happens when you don't when you fail so what's failure not accomplishing a goal what's success accomplishing a goal I think sports teaches us so many lessons about life. And these are two that, needless to say, are important ones and ones I think we need to work on. So let's get some calls in here. I want to start off our show with some calls and let's talk about this. If you're a coach, how do you teach the athletes you work with how to handle losing? What do you tell them? Obviously, after a game, after a competition, you're disappointed. You want to do well, you want to come out on top, so what do you tell them? Our number is 913 3810 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. If, if you are a coach, and the team you're coaching, you go into a game and you're expecting to win, you want to win, you want to come out on top, and you don't, you're coaching kids, you're coaching high school kids, youngsters, softball team, a, a volleyball team, Baseball team, a soccer team, doesn't matter. Football, basketball. And the team doesn't win the game. What do you say to the team afterwards? How do you express to them as a coach what they got out of that that competition? You know, we, we talk so much about winning, about coming in first, about beating everybody. But when you have... 50 teams playing in a tournament, one team's going to come in first place and everybody else is going to finish somewhere else. So how do you deal with that if you expect it to win? You have five teams expecting to win, but only one does. If you don't, how do you handle that? What do you learn from that? How do you grow from that? I want to find out from you if you're a coach. I want to find out from you if you're an athlete. And I want to hear from some parents. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. And your son or daughter leaves their competition, and they lost. They didn't win. They didn't come in first. And they're disappointed. They're upset. How do you handle that? What do you say to them? What do you teach them? How do they learn from that situation? Instead of getting angry, to me, losing and failure are the most teachable moments in sports. All right. Our phone number is 913 3810 913 3810 810. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. I want to hear from you if you play sports. How do you handle losing? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports. And today's topic is the issue of losing. How do you coach losing? How do you teach athletes to deal with losing? It's an issue we all have to deal with as, as a competitor. Not just in sports, but in life. We're all going to fail. So how do you coach your athletes to deal with losing and to deal with failure? No one wants to lose or not come in first, but you're, but you're going to. You're going to fail. You know, No golfer wins the PGA Tournament every week. Same one. It's different every week. Different on the, the tennis tour. It, it doesn't matter what it is. No team, no individual is going to win every week. So how do you deal with that? Our phone number is 913 I want to hear from you. If you're a coach, how do you teach your athletes how to lose? Let's go to the phones. We'll go first to Adam, then to Tim. Adam, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you for calling in. Get your comments.
4: Um, I just wanted to comment more on uh, the point you made earlier about winning doesn't always mean coming in first place. Right. Uh, it can mean setting a new record or doing your personal best or uh, reaching a goal. When I was in high school, um, I live in Wyandotte County, and we were playing a team from Johnson County, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. I was a soccer player. And Thomas Aquinas had a reputation of mercy ruling almost every Wyandotte team, Wyandot County team they played before halftime. And we went out. Freezing rain, close to the end of the season, and we had they they had only scored twice on us by halftime, and that that was a win right there for us. Wow, we didn't get mercy ruled by the greatest team in you know the whole area, and then we went on to play that full ninety minutes of soccer against who we thought were the hardest team to beat ever, and that we're going to mercy rule us going into the game. So that to us was a win. Regardless,
2: I think that's a great example. Now let me ask you a question. You went into the game expecting to get mercy ruled?
4: Most of the time, yeah. We played them every year. But every year we were like, okay, we're not going to get mercy ruled this
2: time. Well, that's a that's this a perennially excellent team. Their Coach Craig Ewing has won many state titles in the state of Kansas. And they're obviously a very good team. So your attitude was to go in there and not have that happen. So how did you not let that happen? Where was your focus? Because, see, that's where to me i like to talk, Adam, about two things. Focusing on results versus focusing on effort or execution. I call it FOE versus FOR. When you're focusing on results, you're not concentrating on playing. When you're focusing on your execution and effort, then you are focusing on playing and you're not worrying about the scores much. What do you think you did?
4: Personally, um, at that time, I was uh, the captain of the defense. So my my personal motivation was to... Focus on my defense and to make sure that my defense played the best defense they could so that they could not mercy rule us. They were not going to score on us like they normally score on everyone else.
2: So you are focusing my on team. your play and how you played, which is basically, like I'm saying, on your execution and your effort.
4: Yes, absolutely.
2: That's a great example. Great example. And to this day, you can remember that game very vividly, I'm sure.
4: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All and, of it.
2: And, what it. and what did that. How old are you now, Adam?
4: I'm 26 now.
2: Okay, so that's about eight years ago. What did you take from that? What has that taught you in life?
4: Uh, that, that taught me that, that we didn't have to win to, 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 to be the best. You didn't like have to come was, in
2: first place to be a winner is basically what you're saying.
4: No, absolutely not. All I had to do was make sure that I went into that game and did what I needed to do and accomplished what I needed to do properly and efficiently and the best. To the best of my ability and that was a win for me
2: well sir i want to thank you for calling that's a tremendous example and that's exactly why i talk about this but i guarantee there are people out there listening who aren't going to agree with that we'll see if anybody calls up challenges on that. but thank you so much and i'm glad that's helped you out to learn things in life and i appreciate your call
4: no problem thank you
2: take have a great day thank you very much let's go next to tim tim thanks for holding on how are you
0: yeah thank you hi this is tim
2: yes you're on the air go ahead sir
0: Hey, I appreciate that. Hey, uh, I, caught your, I caught your question about regarding athletics and uh, what it takes to pull a winner out of a, a losing result out of a, a competition. And uh, I couldn't help but think about uh, growing up. My dad was my coach in a, in a, in a soccer club. Uh, my dad wasn't the biggest soccer fan uh, out there coming out of St. Louis and Missouri playing uh, rugby uh, out of college and uh, after serving our country in the Marine Corps. He uh, really touched a number of my friends. Uh, his name is Rick Howland, and he uh, actually put a Park Hill – Fifth in the nation in the late 90s and early 2000s at a high school level. Um, any case, in coaching, remembering what my dad uh, brought out to the team um, every every two seasons in spring and fall soccer, he he put out a quote by Theodore Roosevelt, and uh, I know that's a long time ago, but I really feel it it uh, touched a, a lot of people. Looking back and uh, reflecting on what it means to pull a man out of an arena. Um, you know, I don't have it memorized and I don't know I doubt I have time to, to, to do most of it, but if I could read just a, a portion of it I think it touched some of your Sure listening.
2: go go ahead. Love to hear it. Are you there?
0: That up right now? Are you there, Tim? So it's not the critic who counts, but the man who points out how strong a man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does the actual strive to the deeds who knows great enthusiasm and great devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph, a high achievement, and who at worst fails. At least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory or defeat.
2: I think that's awesome. That's Teddy Roosevelt from probably what 115 so years ago. Give
0: me a chance to to to, uh, to state that, and um, you know, looking back, it definitely we weren't the winningest team, but we were always number one. So.
2: And that's like I said, that's from President Roosevelt from over what about 115 years ago, probably something like that.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a timeless man. And um, um, looking back, uh, he had his act together <laughs> as far as uh, you know, uh, making an impact on not just young people but adults as well to to pass that torch.
2: Well, and his legacy still lasts today, over a hundred years later. Listen, thank you, Tim, for calling up. Very it's my much. My pleasure. Have a great us. day. You too, sir. You know that frees up our lines here at nine one three. Three eight ten eight ten. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Here's our topic today: How do you coach losing? How do you coach failure? I don't care what sport you play. I don't care if you're male or female. If you're an adult or a child, you're going to fail. You're going to lose. You're going to screw up. So, as a coach, how do you teach your athletes to overcome that? To learn from it? To grow from it? To get something from it? I said earlier, the third chapter in our book, Just Let Him Play, is entitled Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery, Olympic swim coach Pete Malone and I wrote that book because we've all dealt with it with the, in their careers and with the people we worked with. You're going to lose. You're going to fail. So I want to hear from you. If you're a coach and you're coaching a team, I don't care what age, it could be adults, it could be young kids, it could be high school, professional, collegiate. How do you deal with losing? How do you coach losing? How do you coach the kids you work with how to fail? How to overcome it, how to learn from it, how to grow from it? I've seen too many people over the years who get angry when their teams lose, when their teams fail, or when they screw up. They'll yell and scream, they'll be derogatory, they'll be, you know, negative towards the athlete because they made a mistake instead of pulling them aside and saying let's talk about what you did wrong how did you learn from that i have a saying a good coach is a good psychologist and a bad coach needs a sports psychologist i think as a coach your job is to teach is to guide is to direct and good coaches coach their athletes how to win and lose i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs our number is 913 3810810 Give me a call and let's talk. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and I'm here every week and we talk about the mental sides of sports on this show. I have been a sports psychologist for 37 years in the Kansas City area. I've worked with athletes at all levels of competition, been on the radio now nationally and in Kansas City from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB, been here for the last 17 years, 27 years on radio, and we talk about these topics all the time. Today's topic is how do you deal with losing? How do you deal with failure? I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. What do you do when you lose? How do you handle it emotionally? How do you handle it psychologically? How do you come back from it? If you're a coach and your team has lost, what do you say to them? Especially if they're upset. They expect it to win the game. They expect it to win the competition. And what does winning really mean? What does losing really mean? Our number is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a competitor. How do you handle losing? We all have to deal with it in life, and it's probably the greatest lesson we learn in athletics. So I want to hear from you. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Crush. Crush, how are you doing, my friend? Thanks for calling in again.
1: Doing well, thank you. Hey, uh, during the Revolutionary War, uh, General Washington... had a lot of losses, but he never lost his army. And and that's why we won the Revolutionary War. And I think during tough times, the number one thing is stick together. You know, um, stick together. I think in sports, sometimes people forget to breathe. You know, people forget to use their brain. And when things are not going well... Um, don't forget to breathe and don't forget to use your brain. And uh, I really liked the quote earlier that a guy said, so I've got one. Uh, Colin Powell. You know who Colin Powell is, obviously. Yes, sir. Uh, He he had a quote that said, I love this quote. I I, I like having uh, kids read this, but there are no secrets to success. Success is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. There's no secret. There, there's no secret to success. It's a result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. Well, we can prepare, and we can work hard. What we do not want to do is learn from failure, obviously, you know, I mean, because that means we would fail, okay? But we know as parents and coaches and people that sometimes failure produces the best results. So, man, you you just got to stick together. uh, Anyway, Doc, thank you very
2: much. Crash, as always, thanks for your call. That's a great quote. I appreciate that. And you've always added some good points to this show. Years ago, I did a show with Olympic swimmer Catherine Fox and my co-author, Pete Malone. Catherine was about to swim in the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta. She was a swimmer at the Kansas City Blazers swim team, which I consulted with, and Pete was her coach. In 1996, she qualified in the Olympic trials in seven out of the eight events she swam for the finals. Made the Olympic team. She's the first Vietnamese American woman to make an American Olympic team. Wonderful young lady, full of energy and dynamic, just dynamic personality. So she came on my show with Pete before she went to Atlanta. And she'd been working with me for several months. And we talked about her expectations. We talked about her goals for the meet. And she said, Dr. J, my goal is to go to Atlanta and swim my best. And if I swim my best, set a best time, I'll be happy. So we had a caller, an older gentleman and Catherine was, I believe, 18 at the time. This guy calls up and says, well, isn't your goal to go and win the gold? Isn't your goal to go and come in first place? And she said, well, I'd love for that to happen. But my goal is to go there and swim my best. Because if I do my best, and I walk away from that competition knowing I did my best, I'll be happy with myself. If I come in last place, but I set a best time, and I know I gave it my best effort, I'll be disappointed I came in last place, but I'll be happy with myself that I know I did my best. This guy didn't get it. I said, well, that's a losing attitude. Well, Catherine went to the Olympics in Atlanta, swam in two relays, and won two gold medals. Came back on my show with Pete a couple weeks after the Olympics and challenged that gentleman to call back, which he didn't. And she said, look, I ended up winning two gold medals, but the goal was to do my best, and I did my best. I think that's a great example of what we're talking about here. You have to, I think, focus on your effort. Too many golfers I work with focus too much on their score. I've got to win this tournament. I need to shoot under par. And as soon as they bogey a hole, oh, everything's gone to heck now. No, it hasn't. That's one hole. It's one shot. Focus on the next shot. Learn from that. Grow from that. Losing is part of sport. It's part of life, and how you deal with it is going to make you a better person in the end if you learn how to handle it. Our number is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. How do you handle losing? How do you coach losing? How do you coach failure? Let's see what Eric has to say. Eric, good morning, sir. How are you?
5: Hey, Dr. Andrew. How are you doing?
2: I'm great. What about you this morning? One...
5: You said how, even though you lose, uh, you may have a winning result. When I was a senior in high school, I, I ran on track team, and I had two races, a mile and a half a mile. I finished last in one and next to last in the other, and I was kind of upset because I said that, but my coach called and said, hey, Eric, you he said, you know, you set two personal bests, one in each race, and I was and I thought to myself, well, I may have finished last and next to last, but to me, that was, uh, that was a win because I set personal best in both races.
2: Well, let me tell you something, Eric, your coach is a very smart person, a very, very smart person because he told you what you accomplished. He focused your focus on self-improvement and that's what it's all about.
5: Yeah. He, he was, he was a coach 29 out of 30 years that he, he taught. He, uh, one year he took off, and then he became the, the head of the track, the track department. But uh, he he was he was a good coach. I I really liked him. He, well, you're lucky. He,
2: let me tell you, you're lucky you had him as your coach, and it sounds like you learned a lot from that. Listen, sir, thanks for your call. As always, yeah, you always call you. in and have great comments. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Let's see next what Randy has to say. Randy, good morning, it's Dr. Jacobs? How are you?
3: Good morning. Good. How are you doing today?
2: Great. Get your thoughts on our topic.
3: Yeah, I have. Um, an idea that I incorporate. Sometimes I like to run and swim a lot and do races. And, um, I picked it up somewhere along the way. I can't remember, but the idea of setting different levels of goals, for example, if you're running, uh, uh, 10 K and you happen to run it in 40 minutes, that would be your a level goal with, um, 42 minutes being your B level goal. And then, uh, maybe 45 being your C level goal. And that way you can come away with, a uh, victory of some sort even if you don't get your ultimate goal. That seems to work pretty well for me.
2: I think that's a great idea, and what I love about what you're saying is you have, you didn't mention anything about what place you came in. It's about personal times, personal goals that you're setting for yourself.
3: Yeah, and and the the realistic um, part that I always keep in mind is no matter if it's um, Justin Gatlin or, or even Usain Bolt there, they're, they're going to have days when they, they don't win and um you know they they take something away positive from that i think and you know they i i bet you they would be able to do that from some of their um races they didn't win as well so i try to take it, that mindset into it and there's always going to be someone um gunning for you it's going to be better than you so you're even if you're on the top of the world at the olympic gold medal your your time there's going to be short lived
2: nobody comes in first place all the time nobody exactly. wins every competition by coming in first place but you can be a winner every time if you accomplish your goals Randy, yep. great, great call. Thank you. That's, I think that's what you just said right there is a great thing a lot of people can learn from.
3: Appreciate it. All right, it. thanks. Have a great day. You too.
2: All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. We've had some great calls this morning. I have lots of time left to hear from you. I want to get your opinion. If you're a coach, how do you, what do you say to your team when they lose? What do you say to, if you, you coach a youth sports team or a high school team? What do you tell them after a loss? Do you get angry at them? Have you gotten angry at your athletes before because they failed or lost? What's the benefit of that? What happens if you are an athlete, you played youth or high school or collegiate sports, or even professional sports, and you lose, what do you take from that? How do you grow from that? How do you get better from that? Our number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. Hello everyone, I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic, how do you coach losing? How do you coach failure? And I want to hear from you, if you are a coach and your team loses a game, loses a competition, or the individual athlete you work with loses, fails to accomplish their goal, What do you tell them? How do you handle that? How do you direct them? How do you guide them to learn from that and grow from that? Our number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you. I'd also like to see if we can get some female callers in here. I'd like to get a women's perspective on this. Sometimes that's a little bit different than a male's perspective. Especially if you're a female coach, you coach young girls. I want to hear from you. 913-3810-810. Let's see what Morris has to say. Morris, good morning. How are you?
5: How are you doing today?
2: Great. How are you?
5: This is my first time calling in, so I just thought this was an interesting topic. I, uh,
2: well, thanks for calling in. Co- I appreciate it.
5: Yeah, no problem. I've been coaching for 21 years in KCK and Little League, and now I have a son that's attending Washburn University, which i coached all his life, basically including high school for a couple of years in basketball. But I believe it's a, it's a couple of things that, that that determine the way you coach. Uh, The first is how you were coached as a kid and throughout your your career, if you played as an individual like myself. I was fortunate enough to play in high school and and college and also try professionally. So that has a bearing on you. Um, And then also um, I think the perspectives change. I can remember when I first started coaching, everything was about winning. To me, because of my competitive nature, but I had to realize that it wasn't about me anymore. The true sentiment of not being about me anymore is about the kids. So I had to understand how whatever I put off on of my kids was how they would be, how they would become as young men in the classroom, in sports, and so on. So it, they had to take after me. So you, it, through the years, man, I've learned to allow them to be competitive. And there's a thin line of being competitive and, and uh, not being a good sportsman when it comes to court coaching. And that, that plays an effect on, you know, recruiting or who you want to play with. I've had some of the, the top kids in the city that I've coached throughout the years. And if I name a few names, you would probably know them. But uh, each kid takes on a different mentality. So that's my, my way of coaching right now, man. I, when I lose a game in middle school as of right now, I forget about it as we shake hands, and, but it's hard to teach that. But,
2: what, but let experience. me ask you, Morris, what do you say to the kids after a loss?
5: Oh, this is a learning lesson. Everything in life is a learning lesson, fellas, and, and I try to tell them because I have been where you are. If you listen, if you do the things that we teach, the outcome will become different because really outside of, outside of kids being just simply better than kids, it's about who effectively implements and does what their coach to do the best wins the game
2: period then let me That's ask you, let me ask you this question Go ahead. when you see athletes yelled at by a coach after a loss, how's that make you feel because it sounds like you don't do that at all. when you see another coach get down on their athletes because they've lost, how's that make you feel?
5: Well, you know i honestly I have to look at where I was uh. I used to be a big yeller when I first started, so that's my opportunity to, to go talk to the coach if I know the coach personally, and, and 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 have him understand. Listen, you didn't do everything your coach asked you to do, so why would you expect your kids to do everything? Your kids to do everything that you you did. You did. This is a learning process, and you know, and I I use the scenarios about the NBA and the NFL, and if people would understand this, I think they would take it a lot differently. If you did, you know. The same mistakes are made whether it's little league or professional. You know, and what I mean by that, you lose focus, you're not disciplined. If you're lazy on defense in, in, in middle school, you're going to be and, and and they give up a match because they didn't rotate. It's, it's the same thing whether it's Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Cavs or Golden State. You know, so it's a learning process. It's a life process. So that's what I tell my kids.
2: Well, I think you do a great job, Mars, from everything you're telling us. I want to thank you for listening and calling in for the first time. i call back again. You've had some great comments today. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Okay, you take care. Let's go next to James, see what he has to say. James, good morning. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm a, a great. Um, one of the things that I, I always used, it was kind of a, an Air Force thing that we, we did we, in recruiting, we came up with that uh, it, it seems kind of dorky, but it kind of shows that strive for improvement was Good, better, best. Never, never rest until the good is better and the better is best. I like and that. And so, even even though you, um, you know, that maybe something in that game you didn't win or something, well, was it better than last time? You know, are we striving? Are we improving? Where are we improving? Always having that positive, you know, strive to get better every time at everything, life, um, the game. Everything.
2: You know, failure is inevitable in what we do. And if you work on improving yourself, which is exactly what you're talking about there, you're going to get better. And it sounds like that's what you've done. Exactly. Thank you for your call, sir. You appreciate it. Great comment. I appreciate what you said. You know, this, this is a topic that we'll obviously talk about again. Because to me, and I don't care, like I said, if you coach boys, girls, men, women, high school, professional youth, losing is going to happen, failure is going to happen, and you have to learn about what did I learn from that. And that's the biggest thing. Let's go back to phones. Let's see what Bear has to say. Bear, go ahead. we got about a minute for you. Go go ahead. Yes, Bear, go ahead.
1: Hi. Uh, am I-
2: yeah, you're on the air. Go ahead.
6: Awesome. So uh, I, I've heard a lot of uh, your commenters talk about, and you, you, you have basically summarized the essence of being, uh, process oriented, as opposed to being results oriented. Exactly. Um, and and for me, I played in high school. I played in college, um, and one of the best lessons I learned from uh, one of my coaches, my coach, Mike, Michael Johnson, was the winningest coach in South Carolina high school history, um, total wins. And he he had a thing where where he was, he was trying to coach failure before it happened. So the when we when we lost a game. Um, we already knew what the result was going to be. Um, he was trying to, we already had goals set out on what we were trying to accomplish that game, on things that we were working on, and whether we won or lost, we could evaluate the outcome of that game based on those previously set, um, set goals. So,
2: expectations and goals uh, there, is what you're talking
6: about. Yeah, there was, no, there was no mystery as to what he was going to say um, when, when the game was over um, because we already knew how we performed through that game based on what we were trying to set out to do before the game.
2: And, that, and um. see, to me, that's great because then you've got an expectation that's realistic, which is learning something about yourself, and it's not about the result of the game. It's what did I learn about myself to make me stronger, better, more positive, more constructive with myself.
6: Oh, yeah, there were games that we, that we lost that he would say, hey, guys, great job. We played a really tough opponent, but we did X, Y, Z, which is what we were trying to do. And there were games that we won. We, we won handily um, that he would be really ticked off at us and he'd chew us out because, hey, yeah, we won, but you didn't do X, Y, Z.
2: Well, it's all about a learning experience. Bear, thank you for your call, sir. I appreciate it. Great comments. Sure thing. Have a great day. You know, this is a topic we'll explore again because I think it's one we need to. It, it, it's part of life, winning and losing, success and failure. But I think the, the, the message that we got from today is this, you're going to win, you're going to lose, but what did you learn from the, the competition, from the activity you were in? What are the goals you set? What are the expectations you have for yourself about getting better? I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB, I'm here every week. We talk about these topics. Love to hear from you. There are a lot of ways to reach me. You can follow me on Twitter at @drjsportspsych. DRJ Sports Psych at DRJ S P O R T P S Y C H. You can follow me at my website. That's winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email at DRJ at winnersunlimited.com. And you can always reach me at my office. That number is 816-561-5556. Always looking forward to emails and comments from you about topics you'd love for me to talk about on this show. Our show syndicated nationally now, and I love doing it. Love to hear from you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you next week.